The toughest game is for the Cincinnati Bearcats once they join the Big 12. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you very much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcast on a Thursday. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, which I last checked, we are rolling. We are up to 294 subscribers and counting. 294, so hit that subscribe button, follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the toughest matchups the toughest games for the Cincinnati Bearcats once they join the Big 12, because there will be plenty of those. It will be a massive step up from the American Athletic Conference. No longer is Cincinnati going to play in front of half-empty stadiums on a Saturday afternoon at noon in Tulane. No longer are they going to play in half-empty arenas on a Sunday at 3 o'clock in basketball, whether that be USF, UCF, SMU, you name it. No longer is that going to be the case. Because every single game that they play in the Big 12 for football and men's basketball is going to be massive. Especially if the rumors are true that the Big 12 is looking at six teams. Six more teams to add to the Amer- to add to their conference from the Pac-12. I mean, it's about to get whew, really interesting. And I'm all in. And I'm sure you all are in as well. So, right now though... Let's focus on the toughest games Cincinnati will face. I'm going to exclude Texas and Oklahoma because they're leaving. I'm looking at the schools who are going to be in the Big 12 once Texas and Oklahoma leave. So that's Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, BYU, and then eight other programs. So without further ado, the toughest games that Cincinnati will face, I've got several of them that we will list out throughout the three segments on today's show. First up, no-brainer, Kansas men's basketball. That I don't care if it's a fifth third arena or Allen Fieldhouse. It will be difficult regardless. Why? Because you are facing the all-time winningest program in the history of college basketball. And knowing the Big 12, the schedule makers, I will assure you, and I don't need a source on this, my thinking is that Kansas will be an opponent twice a year for Cincinnati. I think the schedule makers excuse me, would want to see that. Television networks that are affiliated with the Big 12 once the new television deal comes down, they will want to see Kansas and Cincinnati in the same conference. Or I'm sorry, well, not yeah, the same conference, no duh. They will want to see Kansas and Cincinnati play twice a year. They will want to see that. I would. I mean, can you imagine Kansas coming to Fifth Third Arena, the hot ticket that would be? You've got the reigning national champions, Bill Self, who we know is a great head coach, and you've got a Bearcats program that hopefully after this year we can say is on the up on the up swing. And you know Kansas is going to recruit at a high level. You know they're going to be a tough opponent. You know they play really well. I mean, they're the reigning national champions for a reason. They could score. They could shoot. They were efficient. They could rebound. All the things you want to see in a high-caliber Big 12 opponent and national championship opponent or national championship winning program who's going to be your opponent twice a year. And when you go to Allen Fieldhouse, I don't care how badly Kentucky beat them last year. That is still a very difficult place to play. Look at all the teams that we have seen over the years that have been really good 
even years where Kansas doesn't win the regular season in the Big 12. Do you know how hard it is to go into Kansas and win? Look at Baylor last year. Baylor was a number one seed in the tournament, top 10 program throughout much of the season, and they got their asses kicked by Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. It is not an easy place to play. So when I think of tough games for Cincinnati in the Big 12, Kansas comes to mind first and foremost, particularly at Allen Fieldhouse. That's a road game that's not going to be easy. You're going to Lawrence, Kansas. You're going to a raucous environment. It's the oldest arena, I believe, in the country. And that fan base is so passionate about their team. The benches are right up against the the crowd, the, the stands. I mean, it's going to be an unbelievably difficult task for Cincinnati once they join the Big 12. And I don't know yet, and historically, Cincinnati has been a good Ben's basketball program for the better part of the last 30 years. But at the same time, they're not at Kansas's level. Like Cincinnati, you have to remember, we remember how good they were for 15 years under Bob Huggins. We remember how good they were, right, in, you know, the 90s and 2000s and how much and how many times they were ranked in the top 10 number one seed. Kansas had more success in the postseason than Cincinnati ever did. Kansas went to the Final Four in 91, 93, 2002, and 2003. And they went to the Sweet 16 and the Elite A more often than Cincinnati did. So Kansas has always been a tier above Cincinnati, if not two. They're in the Blue Bloods' all-time greats. Cincinnati's probably second tier, third tier. So once UC joins the Big 12 and plays Kansas, it's gonna, it's, there's going to be some growing pains. If you want to be where Kansas is, which I think a lot of Cincinnati Bearcats men's basketball fans like you and me want them to be, you got to beat them to say, hey, we belong with those guys. We belong up here with these guys. All right, next up, in football, Oklahoma State. I think this is going to be a really tough game every single year for Cincinnati that they have to go to Stillwater. That's a very difficult place to play. Boone Picking Stadium, you have the fans right on top of you. You know, the benches are right up against the wall. There's no room on the visiting sidelines. And especially if it's cold, you're not going to like that. Those fans are going to come ready to cheer on the Cowboys. Oklahoma State's a program that, like Cincinnati men's basketball, has always been right there in the Big 12. Just hasn't been able to make that leap just yet. But at the same time, I think about, you know, if you have to go to Stillvember, that's not going to go very well. And it's a raucous environment. It's long travel. It's, you know, in the cold. It could snow. It's in the Great Plains. You know, you're in the middle of nowhere. That's not an easy place to play in November. Because when the Cowboys are good, and they were good this year, I mean, they almost went to the college football playoff, for crying out loud. When they're good, that's a very difficult place to play. And I think Mike Gundy is, you know, you, I, Josh Neighbors, locked on Big 12, said this on this show two weeks ago. Mike Gundy does not get a lot of credit that he deserves as a head coach. And I agree with that. Now, I don't think he's the best head coach in the conference. I think Luke Fickle is once the Bearcats joined. But at the same time, you talk about winning um, close to 8 to 10 games a year for as long as he has in a football conference that has Texas and Oklahoma. That's pretty impressive. It is impressive to me. And Baylor's been good several years too. So that is going to be a tough place to play. Now, when Oklahoma State comes to Cincinnati, 
I mean, you know the ruckus is going to have some signs and the rally cats are going to come up with something for Mike Gundy because we all know that he was once a man in Fort. So there's that. So well, Kansas and men's basketball, Oklahoma State and football. Coming up, are there any games that currently Cincinnati plays in the American Athletic Conference that carry over into the Big 12? I'll answer that question next after a word. From Rock Auto, that's what this episode is brought to you by. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why do you want to endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. It's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? They know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So UCF and Houston are heading to the Big 12. I think those rivalries, that those games are tough now. They will be in the Big 12. It's, it's a Power 5 league. Houston right now could play in the Big 12 and probably win 9 out of 18 conference games. That's how good they are in men's basketball. Football, they could probably be around 7-5, and five, maybe 6-6. Six and six. So UCF and Houston, they will, be diff- they will be tough games. You know UCF. I mean, it's going to be a tough game this year. You know their stadium environment. It's raucous when it's full. It's a change of weather. If you go down there in November, like, you think, oh, man, trip to Florida in November, 70 degrees? Hell yeah. Well, it's not as easy as you think because you're used to playing and this will be the case in the Big 12 because there are lesser teams in Florida and Texas as opposed to the Great Plains and going out to Utah and Salt and uh, Provo with BYU. Sorry, I just hit my microphone accidentally. So I think UCF, if you have to play them in November on the road, going from you know what you're used to about 40, 50 degrees to warmer weather, that can be an issue. I mean, you hear. I mean, you wonder why New England in the NFL lost to Miami Dolphins a lot because they would play them in December in Miami. There's your reason, because it's not easy going from cold to the warm weather. Like it does affect you. It can. So there is that. And even when UCF comes to Cincinnati, it's still going to be a difficult game because the Bearcats' defense, at least this year and maybe in 2023, they won't have. Sauce Gardner and Kobe Bryant, who were instrumental in Cincinnati's success defensively against UCF in 2019, 20, and 21. Like, the defense won them those games. When Cincinnati trailed UCF in 2020 on the road in the fourth quarter, it was an interception that got them going. It was Derek Forrest's interception. When they were down 25-22, it was Derek Forrest's interception that's, you know, turned the game around. And they were down 14-3 in that game, too. So clearly we know, okay, it's not going to be an easy game. They're going to still run their spread offense. You know, you know, uh, Dylan Gabriel may not be their quarterback this year, but still, they're going to play up-tempo. That's just who they are, okay? And, they're, and playing there, I don't care if you go there in September, October, whatever. The environment is not easy. You can't hear in that environment. Plus, UCF is still going to remind Cincinnati, hey, we actually went undefeated. Hey, we won a national championship. They really didn't, but I guarantee you they will remind Cincinnati of that. And 
So what that's going to create is some animosity amongst the fan bases, which you know is going to happen. I talked about that yesterday. But now UCF's going to say, hey, we're in a Power 5 conference too. Well, Cincinnati's going to be like, yeah, we are too. And we just played in the college football playoff where you didn't go three years ago. So the animosity is going to be high in that game. It's going to be difficult even when the Big 12, when both teams are in the Big 12. Let's talk about Houston. Because I think both games in football and men's basketball are going to be difficult. Football, the program is on the upswing. We saw that last year. They went 11-1. They had a lot of talent. Their defense is solid. It will be again this year. Dana Holgerson's done a good job with that program, building it back up from where it was in 2019 with the Eric King leaving and all that. They, I mean, Dana Holgerson's done an admirable job. you got to give him credit. And this year, they're going to have a fourth-year quarterback, a second-year receiver who we know is very good, Nathaniel Dell. Maybe their running back who tore his ACL this past spring is going to come back. So I look at Houston, and Cincinnati is not head and shoulders better than them this year. That could be a difficult game, especially if you have to go there for the conference championship. And then Houston, the more success they have again this year, they're going to be able to recruit better, and that's going to make the rivalry more interesting. That's going to make the games the matchups between these two programs more interesting. But let's be honest. We know the difficulty against Houston lies in men's basketball. I mean, look how good they are. They have been to -to back-to-back Elite Eights. They might have gone back in 2020 if the tournament had not been canceled. They 2019, they were a minute away from the Elite Eight. They lost a very close game to a very, very good Kentucky team. And you look at what they are doing right now. Kelvin Sampson's a hell of a head coach. They are recruiting massively. They are, you know, I, I I hear they might be preseason number one this year. And you look at what they have done against Cincinnati in years past. It's just been a relentless beatdown. They're 6-0 in their last six games. They rebound the heck out of the ball, of the ball offensively. And, yeah, they don't have a lot of players, killers, and thorns in UC's side over the years. And, like, Dejan Giroux and Chris Harris and Galen Robinson Jr., Corey Davis – all those players, they still have some pretty talented players. They went into the Elite Eight last year and Marcus Sasser missed the entire season. He's going he's gonna to be back this year, by the way. And there are many, many more talented players on that team. And going forward, Houston fits the mold of a Big 12 team. Kelvin Sampson has built the program not only back from the dead, but also, okay, you know, now they're ready to compete at the Power 5 level. So it is just a um, it's a tough task when you go up against Houston. And when you don't have the alpha dogs that you've had over the years in Cincinnati, if you're Jaron Cumberland, Gary Clark, Jacob Evans, if you're any one of those players, Kyle Washington is included, Trey Scott, if you don't have your alpha dogs against that team, you're going to be in for a long night. I think Cincinnati can get back to being more competitive with Houston. I really do. But at the same time, Right now, that's a difficult challenge. If you have to play them twice a year, which I think Cincinnati will have to do, that's going to be even more of a challenge. Both football and men's basketball will be difficult for Cincinnati against Cincinnati against Houston. And that's all the uh, American Athletic Conference opponents that I think will be difficult. Heck, you're only going with two other members. So UCF and Houston both, I think they're tough now. Football mainly for UCF, basketball for Houston. That's not going to change once they join the Big 12. Remember, they're going too, and they're ready for the Big 12. UCF is ready for the Big 12. Houston is ready for the Big 12 in both sports.
UCF and basketball, maybe not, but still, they're going to the Big 12. They've been to a tournament recently. They've been competitive. So there is still going to be that level of difficulty when both teams join the Big 12. Up next, I've got a few more uh, games against certain teams that will be difficult, including a lengthy road trip that you hope doesn't come in November, for instance. I'll explain next. But first, got to tell you about our friends at Bill Bar who now have invented the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. That's right. Coconut Brownie Chunk Bill Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for limited time. So go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste Amazing. All Bill Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Bill Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free. They are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you just need a quick and healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein. So, Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of built.com. So we know Cincinnati's going to the Big 12 with two American Athletic Conference members currently, American Athletic Conference members, UCF and Houston. The other member joining them, BYU. And I think a lot of people might be overlooking BYU. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to do that. Especially in football. Here's the thing about BYU and football to me. First off, you're going to a a completely different altitude than what you're used to. Provo, Utah, yeah. Let me tell you, that altitude in the Rocky Mountains, it's real. Very real. All right? It's a religious experience playing BYU. You know, it's different out there. Very holy. Long travel. You're going from Cincinnati to Provo, Utah. It's not the easiest uh, flight in the world. It's probably about three hours. And think about this, BYU, I mean, I think of them as, you know, from my watching them as Zach Wilson, they're going to pass the ball, but they might run the ball. They might say, hey, the weather's not looking great. We're going to run the ball. Now, here's a team who's independent right now. They're not affiliated with a conference in football. I don't like that because when you're independent, you can schedule anybody. Like, You're not confined to certain teams in the conference that you are in, let's let's say, the American. So you can play Power 5 opponents whenever you want. That's why Notre Dame being independent is very advantageous. They can schedule well. They can schedule whoever they want. More often than not, it's a pretty darn good schedule. So BYU is going to be ready for the Big 12 in that regard. If you're Cincinnati, if you have to go out there in, let's say, late November, which I think their style of play would be okay for that game, would be not just okay, it'd be good, because you're talking about running the football, you're talking about stopping the run. That's what Cincinnati prides itself. Advantageous, and I'm sorry, ground and pound is advantageous for that weather in November. Now, if you go out there in September, October, it's you're more likely to get, okay, maybe 60 degrees. But if you go out there in November, you never know. The thing about the Rocky Mountains, I mean, yeah, people say, oh, it can be really warm one day. Yeah, it can also be really cold one day. So 
In terms of football, that game is going to be challenging. It's going to be a different experience. When you go to Brigham Young, it's a different experience. And I've never been out there, don't know much about the program yet, but I think it's a different experience. Because you're going to Provo, it's a religious experience when you go to BYU, I think. And because of the history, you know, Brigham Young, Steve Young, everything that comes with it from that experience. And that can distract you from the task at hand as far as game planning is concerned. And it all depends on the timing you go out there. It really does. Like when you think BYU, it's just different than let's say, oh, we're going to Kansas State. All right. BYU, you know the name. You know the iconic Y logo. You know so much about Brigham Young. That's going to be a tough game. Iowa State men's basketball. I don't think that game's going to be easy by any means. Tough environment. When Iowa State's good, the Hilton Coliseum, you don't want to play there. I've seen Kansas lose up there many times. I've watched them, rather. I haven't been there yet. Traveling there in the cold, I don't care if you're playing indoors. you got to travel there in the cold. And Iowa in the winter, I wouldn't want to be there. Could also be a rivalry. You know, TJ Otzelberger has done a tremendous job in just uh, one year with Iowa State. Two and 22 and 2020 and 21. Last year, they were in the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. I mean, you can turn around a program very quickly. And if you can do that, you're a pretty good coach. TJ Otzelberger's got the program right where he wants it. And it's only going to get better. You know, they're used to playing in the Big 12. They've won multiple Big 12 championships. They can win in the regular season. They are an up and down program, yes. But at the same time, they're a very good college basketball program that's won a lot of big games over the years. And I know Cincinnati, excuse me, beat Iowa State, excuse me, in 2017, the 16-17 season. But now you're going to play them probably twice a year. I think that'd be a team you play twice a year in the Big 12. That's going to be a difficult game especially when you have to go to Iowa State. Now, when they come to your place, that's where you say, okay, we're defending our home floor. So Iowa State men's basketball, West Virginia, both sports. And I'll end here. West Virginia football. I mean, we saw that in the Big East, how difficult that was. Those teams know each other so well. In both sports, men's basketball, the press Virginia style. You know, Cincinnati, when they're at their best, when they have their identity, They want to, you know, just clamp down on you defensively. West Virginia, they go a 1-3-1 press. They try to turn you over. That's why they call it Press Virginia. And that's not going to be easy. That's not going to be easy if you haven't seen it in a while. Plus, there's history between the two teams. You remember West Virginia taking out Cincinnati in 1998, I believe, in the second round on a buzzer beater. You remember that. So every time you face West Virginia, now especially that Bob Huggins is still there and is going to be there for the foreseeable future, you're going to want to beat West Virginia every single game. And plus, think about it. It's a rivalry. It's close proximity. It's your closest opponent in the Big 12. And when you go to West Virginia, that's not an easy place to play. I know sometimes you look, you watch a game there and you don't think it's it's a tough place to play. But listen, when West Virginia is good and they've had some good teams over the years, it, yeah, you don't want to play there. Let's say you play there on a late Tuesday night in February and you're neck and neck in the standings, second and third, first and second even. 
Yeah, that, I, that's asking for that troubles a brew in there. Really is. All right, so I mentioned West Virginia is the closest opponent to Cincinnati right now in the Big 12. But on tomorrow's show, there's one team, there is one team that I absolutely want the Big 12 to target if they're going to poach from other conferences. And if this conference realignment thing picks up steam, there's one team, one program that I want the Big 12 to go after hard. I'll tell you what that program is or who that program is tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe to the Locked On Bearcats YouTube channel. Up to 294 subscribers and counting. Hit that subscribe button. We're almost to 300, and we're not even at football season yet. I mean, we are rocking and rolling. Thanks to you all for listening, making it your first listen every day. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's and an ATI. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Speaking of the Big 12, Go make your second listen, Locked On Big 12. Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big 12 in 30 minutes. Locked On Big 12, your second listen. That's Locked On Big 12. For the Locked On Bearcats podcast, I'm Alex Frank. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your Thursday. And I will be back tomorrow with the one school I want the Big 12 to target hard next season. Or in conference realignment, I should say, not next season, in conference realignment. Until then, I'm Alex Frank of the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day, and have a great rest of your Thursday.